And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Well, hello out there, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I am coming at you live here on The Really Real Deal. And, uh, hey, first thing uh, for for our wonderful folks that are listening to us out in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, unfortunately, this is going to be our, our – we're, we're, we're on a countdown uh, three more weeks out in out in Phoenix. And uh, just some, some great folks that uh, we've had the privilege and the pleasure of working with uh, at KFNX, uh, the 50,000-watt uh, voice of independent folks uh, out there in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I wish them uh, tremendous uh, success going forward. And, and I know that they wish the same for our program, our radio ministry, The Really Real Deal. And so you all enjoy the program uh, out there in Phoenix. Uh, we'll be back uh, for the next three weeks. And uh, in the meantime, I hope you all get familiar with our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. Now, it's uh, it's Valentine's Day actually today. And now, of course, many of you will be uh, hearing this program over the weekend, uh, some on Saturday, uh, some on Sunday. Uh, but still, it's Valentine's Day weekend. And so now normally you when we come on, you hear us playing some hard hitting music like it's a man's world <laughs> by James Brown or, or are you man enough by the four tops? Okay, we 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 normally bring some hard hitting uh, music like that, but you notice today uh, we brought a little softer, uh, a little softer music uh, uh, to 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 come on the program with uh, in honor of uh, Valentine's Day, and um, and I just want to say to my sweet and wonderful Mrs. Hatchet, uh, you know your brother Craig the Hatchet Man loves you very much. I'm I'm gonna tell you folks this. Um, my wife was literally an answer to a prayer. Uh, she and I just celebrated our 10th anniversary, and uh, I don't know if I've shared. I think I have shared this on the air, maybe at, on another station years and years ago. But um, we actually met on eHarmony, and I was literally, I was literally praying, God, please give me a God-fearing woman, and that is exactly. Uh, what the Lord uh, sent me. And so uh, we just celebrated 10 wonderful years together. And so, and I, and I lovingly refer to her as Mrs. Hatchet. Okay. Now she's really not uh, a hatchet woman. Okay. But uh, we just, you know, I like to protect folks anonymity. Uh, my, my sweet wife, my family, um, you know, it's, 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 it's enough for your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig to be out here taking the arrows uh, but, you know, those are the times we live in. Uh, we have to exercise good judgment. So when you hear me say Mrs. Hatchet, okay, is that, you know, my wife does not sling the hatchet uh, on me. 
usually. <laughs> and look, and on those few occasions when she does do it, trust me, I deserve it, okay? <laughs> anyway, and I know all of the men out there understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> anyway, look, we have a fantastic program lined up for you folks. It's, um, it's Black History Month uh, here in uh, February. We're going to talk a little bit about black history, uh, the ERA in my home state of Virginia, uh, the uh, the uh, House of Delegates, uh, they, they've passed an ERA amendment uh, where both the, the, the Senate and the, you know, both the upper and the lower chamber, they both passed it. And so uh, Virginia now uh, has become the 38th state to pass the equal rights, the misnamed equal rights amendment. Uh, folks are already equal. You know, and I'm I'm listening to uh, these uh, women up in Congress giving these speeches about, oh, we, you know, we're equal here in the House of Congress. But when we walk out the door, you know, our, our female members and male members, they're equal. Walk out the door. Now we're second class citizens. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Just like everything else, the Democrat Party uh, says it's it's an abject lie. OK, if you go down the. um the coalition that they have to go up against our coalition, okay? Because politics is about coalitions, okay? You have all these disparate viewpoints and they come together and you're on one side of the aisle or the other because when you boil it down, folks, there's literally only two forms of government, okay? Only two, okay? A divine form of government and a non-divine form of government. Now, the divine form of government respects, listen to me now, it respects the fact, not the belief, not the idea, the fact. It respects the fact that our freedom is a gift from God, meaning that when we are created in the womb of our mother, we are a separate and distinct individual from our mother we have our own we we have dna from the mother and the father but we have our own uh fingerprint our own identity and our own relationship with god okay we we are autonomous and we are created by god's permission we're created to be free we're not created to be slaves okay and so that's the form of government that we in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, that's what we respect. That's what we aspire to. Even though everyone in our coalition doesn't understand it in the way that I just articulated it, nor does everyone in our coalition agree with what I just said. But, you know, anyone that wants to disagree vehemently uh, with what I just said, I would invite you go to our website, go, hit, go to contact. OK, shoot me an email and we'll have a we'll have a public debate about it, because for years I've been trying to get uh, Democrats to uh, debate me. And, and in recent years, I'm trying to get low fat Republicans to debate me on what's the proper uh, course for the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition coalition to take and no no takers no takers so I welcome a debate I would welcome a debate okay there's there's thousands of universities in this nation L let's just set it up and make the debate happen okay so but that being said folks folk really don't have to fully agree 
Okay, but that is what it is. Now, the other that's our form of government, the opposition form of government, which all these ERA women. That's why I say it's it's fake. It's not true. Equal rights. They want special rights because they're already equal. They're already equal. Okay, this did all we're going to uh, after the break, we're going to talk about black history month. Blacks are already equal. They don't want equality. They want special rights. These Democrats have a coalition of people. Each coalition wants special rights. The Muslim fundamentalists, the blacks, the women, you know. Now, what about blacks and women that are conservatives on our side? You know, these people, these Democrats, they act like they speak for all women. They act like they speak for all brown people. They act like they speak for, you know, all, you know, you name the minority. And the greatest minority of all is the individual. They hate the individual. They love big government because their form of government says, no, Brother Craig, no Christian, no citizen, no taxpayer, no baby in the womb. You are not created free. The limit of your freedom is whatever we say it is. We're going to break it down a little more for you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And, uh, hey, we're listening to that uh, really, really beautiful uh, music uh, in honor of Valentine's Day. And here we're talking about the ERA amendment. And, uh, you know, we got a bunch of silly women. Uh, that, and, uh, look, that was not a slip of the tongue. I'm going to read you a Bible verse that that um, backs me up what I'm saying. And uh, the, here on on Valentine's weekend, you have these Democrat women, and again, this is not an attack on women. What this is is a critique on particular and specific women. That is what it is. And see, Christians and conservatives need to understand the difference and, and, and need to know that we have a right to offer a critique of anything. And the, 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 the little trick that these people play, and they, they don't only do it with uh, uh, female issues. They do it with anything that they themselves can label a minority. But notice, folks, that this minority status only goes to Democrat women. The minority status only goes to Democrat blacks or Democrat Hispanics, okay? It only goes to Democrat Asians, Okay, I'm attending an event on the 24th up in Chantilly uh, that is uh, it's a um, it's Republicans and conservatives that are members of the Asian community that are putting the event on. And one of the uh, co-sponsors is the Frederick Douglass Foundation which the uh, president of the Frederick, Frederick Douglass Foundation is going to be our guest here on the program in our final segment, my very good friend Dean Nelson. And so now the Democrats would not consider them minorities, okay? You go figure. And so it's fair game for Democrats to attack uh, Condoleezza Rice, for instance. 
who, according to them, she would check two boxes as a minority, as a female and as a black American, okay? So ditto with the um, senator from South Carolina, uh, a, a black American who, I mean, he's, he's never consulted when they want to get the viewpoint of a minority a member of Congress, okay, or a member of the Senate. He's, he's never consulted. He's considered like me, an Uncle Tom. And so this is, just, this, this is just more lies that these people tell when they say they're in favor of minorities. As I said in the opening, they're certainly not in favor of the greatest minority, which is the individual, nor the smallest and most helpless minority, which is the baby in the womb. Okay, they're not in favor of those minorities. As a matter of fact, their support for aborticide has reduced the population of black America by 50 percent. And so of the 60 million aborted, it's actually it's over 60 million. And we're just counting those in America and those from 1973 to today. That's that's it. 60 million. Okay, now black Americans make up only about between 12 and 13 percent of this, the population of this nation. Well, 200 years ago, black Americans made up 20 percent of the nation. Well, what happened to the other 8 percent? Aborticide. Aborticide. Other populations are growing, black populations shrinking. Aborticide. The founder of Planned Parenthood did not found it as Planned Parenthood. The name was changed to Planned Parenthood. The original name was the Negro Project. And out of her own mouth came the words black people. Well, she didn't say black people. She said, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't remember the exact because the, the, these the names of black Americans have changed over the years from uh, Negro, colored, Afro-American, Black American, now African-American, okay? It's just, and, and the whole thing nauseates me, okay? I am a son of the living God. Uh, that's what I am, a Christian, okay? I am a citizen of America. That's what I am, an American. I, I really don't like this hyphenated nonsense, but in light of the passage of the ERA amendment, I have to discuss these things because, in spite of the fact that they say Donald Trump is divisive, they say Republicans are divisive, they say Christians are divisive, the absolute fact of the matter is when you look at who is doing the dividing, it is the Democrat party that does the, the dividing because that's the only way they can win elections. You think about it. This is a 70% Christian nation. It's a 70% center-right nation. Then why are we divided 50-50 in our politics? Because the hardcore leftists that, that are never, ever going to uh, vote anything other than Democrat, you have them on, on the left end. Now, the hardcore Christian conservatives like me, um, I'm, I wouldn't vote Democrat for dog catcher. Okay? Now, I'm not going to change. But now the people in the middle, most of the people in the middle, the way they live their personal lives, they live their personal lives as Christian conservatives. But they don't vote that way. And so in order to encourage them to think selfishly or to think in ways that are of the flesh or to think in ways that are wrongheaded, what the Democrat Party does is what they do what any conqueror would do. Conquerors divide. 
leaders unite. And so they have these divisions, male versus female, young versus old, black versus white versus Hispanic. I mean, you, you, you name it. I mean, there once was a time in this country, and again, this was the Democrat Party, you know, a few generations ago, it was the Irish, okay? And, and the Irish tended to, in, in, in large cities, uh, particularly up in the Northeast, you know, they, they would get the, um, the government jobs, policemen, firemen, okay? And, the, and you had the attacks because the waves of them came over to this nation. It, they came in waves, Okay, and so the leader, the political leadership took advantage of that rather than having them integrate themselves as just normal American citizens. No, you had to be an an Irish American. You had to be an Italian American and they had an ordinary, uh, you know, separate from the Italian American political leader or the Irish American political leader. You just uh, an average ordinary person to show you how much. These people love the nation, and a lot of these homes, uh, the, a lot of the elders would not let the young people speak Italian or would not let them speak anything other than English because they wanted them to grow up and succeed as Americans, okay? You didn't have people coming over here wanting to take over the country, but today you have Reconquista in the Southwest. They, they want to take over the country. You have Muslims, Higara. Okay, conquest by immigration. Their Quran tells them to do this. They don't come here to want to be a part of this great nation. They come here wanting to take this great nation over. And these are parts of the Democrat coalition. And so I ask you, particularly if you are a Democrat and you are falling for some of this scam of identity politics, take an examination of the members of your coalition. Okay, now I've articulated the members of my coalition, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, capitalists, okay, people we believe in rule of law, we believe in equality, we believe in hard work, we, we believe in equal reward for equal work, we believe in math, we believe in science, a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl. Your, your three-year-old kid has that much sense. Bring a puppy home. Oh, what is it, Daddy? You better say boy or girl because if you don't, they'll pick the puppy up and look for themselves. That's science. That's unimpeachable. That's inarguable. But these people, it's, they don't have enough reasons to divide Americans and have this American group at the throat of that American group. Oh, no, there's not enough. They have to create now all this gender nonsense. And if you don't go along with it, you're subject to lose your job. You're subject to have lawsuits. You're subject to be put in jail. You're subject to have your children uh, uh, chemically castrated. Have your children so they, when they grow up and, and, and sort their emotions out, they're devastated physically and emotionally and are physically unable to give you grandchildren. Because you are a part of a coalition of evil and you don't know it. You don't know it. And so, a little bit of Bible study here, okay? Because there are many Christians that are part of this uh, Democrat coalition, 
All right? In this coalition, you think about it. The Muslim fundamentalists will kill the homosexual in America. They're a part of the same voting bloc, the same coalition. Muslim fundamentalists, atheists, criminals, they, oh, they support MS-13. Oh, y'all, these people would literally kill each other if they ran into each other in the street. Or if there's a, ever a war, they're going to be wanting to kill all of us. And they don't, you can't say, oh, well, I was a part of your voting coalition. I voted for, for people like you. They don't care. The MS-13 will cut you up into pieces. The Muslim fundamentalists will take the homosexual like Pete Buttigieg and throw him off of a building. That's what they do to them in, in, in uh, Middle Eastern countries. What is our coalition going to do to Pete Buttigieg? The worst thing I'm going to do to him is share the love of Jesus Christ with him. I might quote the Joker a Bible verse or two. I'm not going to kill him. We're going to take our second break of the day, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you here on a Valentine's Day uh, weekend. I want to remind you all that there is a uh, fantastic movie out about uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, okay, created equal. And, uh, you know, and again, that kind of ties into what I was saying earlier in the program about these Democrat politicians who they cry that they're about equality. Now they're, they're passing the Equal Rights Amendment, which is not equal. It's just it's misnamed, okay? Just like the Civil Libertarian Union is not about civil liberties, okay? They, they misname all these things so that people that don't look deeply into them, you just, uh, it's like you read the headline of an article and then don't read the article. And you, and, you, and you go forward acting like you have some knowledge of what's being discussed there. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have to go into the details. Okay, these people are liars, folks. I mean, serious, serious liars. And you do yourself a disservice not to examine everything, even what I say. I open myself up for full examination. Okay, you guys, you go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Shoot me an email anytime. Okay, if you want to, we're, we're broadcasting live right now on Facebook. And uh, so you folks right there on Facebook, you know, type a message in. Challenge me, okay? Invite me out to speak and challenge me there, all right? I've been doing this professionally for 12 years, was doing it uh, a, a long time prior to that, okay? And I guess people say, well, yeah, it's about time that joker gets him a radio program. <laughs> My friends who know me, uh, you know, they know, it, you know, I, I can be quite verbose at times, but. Anyway, that's that's one of the things that uh, the good Lord has blessed me with. And, and my prayer is that I'm using it, I'm using that gift to his glory and, uh, and to the benefit of all. Now, a couple of Bible verses, uh, because time is running short here on the program. Uh, I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, because I told you earlier that these uh, females, that I, I refer to them as silly women. Okay, now... Very few people would say something so bold because why? They, they would say, oh, you're attacking women, okay? It's just like, I mean, if I attack Louis Farrakhan, if I attack, well, not attack, let me say critique. If I critique Louis Farrakhan, if I critique Jesse Jackson, if I critique Al Sharpton, 
you know, somebody, would they be able to say, oh, you're attacking black people or, or brown people or, or whatever? No, I'm offering a critique. Now, it helps that I'm just as brown or just as black, if you will, as any of those three guys. You know, but, you know, but what if I wasn't? Would I still be able to offer my critique? I say yes, okay? I am the founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., and first of all, God gave me the right to do that. And second of all, the founders of this great nation codified into law their support of what God did. It's not that they did it. They just recognize it. That's all. That's all. Okay? So now here we go. Second Timothy chapter 3. And, and because, again, there are many, many uh, Christian leaders or, let me say, people in leadership positions in Christianity, okay? That's, that's different from actually being a Christian leader, okay? You know, you have a position of leadership. Now, whether you're actually a leader or not, that's open to interpretation. Now, so, but there are many people, you know, whether they're preachers, evangelists, speakers, or, or you know, or lay leaders uh, within various churches, I say this verse applies to any of them that lead you or lead their congregations or followers or listeners, lead them to support anti-God policies of the Democrat Party. If they do this, and I challenge any of them, invite me out to your church to speak. I'll break this down, okay? But this is the verse. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts ever learning listen listen now ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now how is it that you're ever learning. And you don't come to a knowledge of truth folks. What that tells me is that. These people we put on these pedestals. That have these multiple college degrees. That a person might think. Well wow they have a lot of knowledge. Well according to the word of God. Ever learning. And never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now what we have to do is apply that because see they could just as easily turn it around and say oh well that's you brother Craig they could turn it around and say that's you oh you're listening to you know all your uh, Christian conservative uh, right wing radio guys so you're ever learning but you're never able to come to a knowledge of truth and you, you're so stupid that we have to do the thinking for you see this, this is what these elite Democrats this is what they do if you listen and listen what they say about you and about me, they, you think they just say this about Trump? Really? Obama called you and me and Trump a bitter clinger. Okay? We're bitter and angry over things we don't understand. And so we cling to God and we cling to guns and we cling to antipathy uh, against people that don't look like us. Hillary Clinton called us a basket of deplorables. We're so deplorable that we're irredeemable. Joe Biden called us the dregs of society. Okay? Um, 
the little mayor, the former mayor of uh, New York, who's trying to buy his way into the presidency because he has $50 billion, okay? He has multiple, multiple times more billions than Donald Trump, okay? What did he say? Oh, all the crime is over there where the black folks live. So, and it's the young ones that do most of it. So when you see a young black guy, 16 to 25, you know, throw him up against the wall and frisk him. Okay, I, I mean, folks, you cannot make this stuff up. All right? Pete Buttigieg, what is he saying about us? Oh, well, these Christians, what they're, what they're doing when they cite their freedom that they have from God in their Christian faith, what they really mean is they have the right to discriminate. So we need to take their right from them. And that's not all Pete Buttigieg said. He said you can kill babies because, I mean, I'm telling you exactly what the man said, folks. You can like it or like it not. He further said that according to the word of God, God associates breath with life. So until the baby in the womb comes out of the womb and takes his first breath, it's not human. And if you are a Democrat... These are the people and the types of people that you vote for, that you teach your children to vote for, that you preachers teach your congregations to vote for, that you school teachers school your classrooms to vote for. And we wonder why the nation is going to hell. All of you people are committing sins of commission. And now, to my Christian conservative friends, all of you, all of you who are silent on this, and I mean every last one of you who are silent on this, you are committing sins of omission. Because the word of God says, ye who make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Last time I checked, that is not a suggestion. That is a command. The God I serve does not make suggestions. Okay? Now, I don't know about you. If you, you know, if you serve a God that makes suggestions, you know, maybe your Lord is Baal, because the word Baal does mean Lord, okay? It's just a, a fake God. Baal. B-A-A-L. Look it up, okay? Now, uh, another uh to 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 tie in with this ever learning and never able to come to knowledge of truth, we go to 2 Thessalonians, okay? Uh, chapter 2. So, if you ever wonder, well, Brother Craig, some pretty smart people and some pretty decent people are on the other side of these issues you discuss, and you're so sure of your position, well, they're sure of their position. So, which position should I believe in? Okay. Word of God. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of truth that they might be saved. Now, here's a reason. This is the word of God. This is not me talking. Okay. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, 
but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I didn't write it. I just read it. You can like it or you cannot like it. Okay? That, my friends, is the word of God. And now we've got uh, very short. How many minutes we got left, Daniel? One minute? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even jump on Bill Barr yet, folks. Okay? And my question about Bill Barr, uh, who's complaining about his boss, Donald Trump, is Bill Barr's boss, okay? And he's going to tell his boss, you need to stop tweeting, all right? Is this joker full of fear from the book of Numbers chapter 13, okay? When Moses sent the 12 spies to check out the, the holy land, the promised land, and they said, oh, no, 10 of them said we can't do it, and two of them said we could. So the 10 were full of fear. So does Bill Barr have fear? Fear that he needs to comply with Democrat wishes or is Bill Barr a part of the Luke 2020 swamp? In Luke chapter 20, verse 20, it says, and they sent spies to take hold of his words that watched him to turn him over to the power of the authorities. You decide. We have to take our final break of the day. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I'm coming back at you here live. Our final segment of today's program. I have with me my very good friend, Dean Nelson. Dean is uh, president and founder of the Frederick Douglass uh, for uh, fa- Dean, what is it? And now it was Foundation, then Society, yes, or do I have it wrong? No, you got it right. The Frederick Douglass Foundation was first established as a political entity, and since then we also have a C3 that is the Douglass Leadership Institute. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, wow, I was right on both cases. <laughs> okay. Yes, but sir. Dean's yes, a great sir. guy, uh, a minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How long have you been a minister, uh, Dean? I was licensed to preach in 1990. So uh, if you do the math with that, that's almost 30, almost that is 30, 30 years. years. That is 30 years, okay? Yeah. That's and it. since you don't need a license to preach the gospel, how long before you got <laughs> licensed did you start preaching? Well, I've uh, been a Christian since I was uh, 13, but I was preaching uh, as a student on the campus of the University of Virginia out in the amphitheater uh, I guess when I was a third year student. So, uh, mm-hmm. probably that would have been 1988. I was, uh, standing so, out. 32 say, uh, years, my friend. 32 years. Don't get the math wrong. Okay. Because it's not the date of the license. See, look, I don't have a license to preach, but I preach the word of God every week on this radio program. So <laughs> I think that we should, I think that we should. Uh, there are some people that say that they're called to preach, and uh, you and I might question that. So uh, I was affirmed at least through a, a legal recognized entity. So mm-hmm. whether we need that or not, we yeah. don't. But uh, you and I know there are some people that say that they're preaching, but they're preaching from another book and not the gospel. Amen. <laughs> Look, I just got through quoting some Bible verses about that. <laughs> Do I need a, a good thing I didn't uh, erase them because one of the things – uh, and, and this kind of ties into what we're going to talk about too, uh, which is the uh, 
Timothy, you know, ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of truth. Second Timothy, yes, uh, chapter three, people who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And it tells us to turn away from these type of people. And I mean, I've been calling these guys out for years and years, Dean. And uh, I mean, I call these people, uh, I literally call them pulpit pimp Negro preachers and poverty <laughs> pimp Negro politicians. Now, I'm not putting you on the spot. You don't have to agree with me, but it's <laughs> they encourage people to do and support things, ideas, and leaders that literally advocate the exact opposite of what God teaches us to do through his holy word and through the example of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Am I overstating it? Uh, you're not overstating it. And since this is Black History Month, uh, let me highlight that the great Frederick Douglass, as well as Martin Luther King Jr., if you really look at the substance of what they preached during their generation, at the core was a moral center. You yes. can't talk about the civil rights movement or the abolition movement without understanding that there was a moral foundation to what they were saying. And so I believe that today we don't have that moral foundation for many. And I believe that until we reestablish, reaffirm, reintroduce that moral underpinning, all of our efforts really will be in vain. Yeah, I'm in I'm in 100 percent agreement with you. And speaking of Frederick Douglass, today is his birthday or the date that he, you know, his actual birth date was unknown. So he chose February 14th. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about him? Uh, uh, great. Talk about a great American. I mean, you know, we ought to create a one thousand dollar bill and put his picture on. <laughs> Man, I tell you, the more that I read and the more that I study, there are new works, you know, coming out all of the time regarding mm -hmm. Mr. Douglas. And I tell you, uh, I am encouraged. I'm inspired just by his vision, who he was as a person, and honestly, his humanity. Most mm -hmm. people, as Frederick Douglass, you know, didn't know, as you stated, uh, what day he was born. In fact, when he died, he wasn't even certain the year. Scholars later determined that 1818 was the date that he was born, mm -hmm. but he chose February 14th, Valentine's Day, for a couple of reasons, we believe. One, uh, who didn't have a great relationship with his mother um, because of slavery. She wasn't around, uh, was raised primarily by his grandmother and an aunt, but she referred to him as my little Valentine. And because oh. even if you read in the latter times of Frederick Douglass's speeches, uh, he would often emphasize love. And so for those reasons, uh, that's one, those are some of the reasons that he used this date, uh, Valentine's Day as his birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And now your, your organization, the Frederick Douglass Foundation, you are partnering up with, uh, Julie Cho's, uh, organization up in Chantilly on the 24th. And, uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? That's exactly right. So uh, I've gotten in contact with uh, Julie not that long ago. Um, she runs a group called uh, Fairer America, and it basically is building coalitions among Republicans and conservatives, uh, independents, who uh, believe in America. And mm -hmm. uh, I think for that, to Frederick Douglass's quote, I will unite with anyone to do right and no one to do wrong. Hey, uh, you know, we have our own movement, but we mm -hmm. like to find people who share our beliefs, our conservative ideals, 
and work with them. So she's mm-hmm. expecting to gather a few hundred uh, Asian, African Americans, uh, Muslims, uh, independent, um, you know, Christians, but people who share in the idea that this is a Judeo-Christian country and that our country has liberty and prosperity because mm-hmm. of that foundation. And so right. that's our hope to gather uh, on that day on the 24th. Yeah, we're actually uh, taking a bus from the Virginia Christian Alliance. Uh, and so anyone uh, just go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, shoot us an email if you'd like to ride up with us uh, on the bus, which is about a 90-minute ride. Chantilly's about 90 minutes north of Richmond. And uh, and mm-hmm. and look, Democrat, you didn't mention Democrats, you know, and I know I beat up on Democrats as hard as anyone, but I'm always offering an olive branch to Democrats. I'm always asking them, you know, challenging them to debate. If you disagree with me, you're welcome to do so, but let's debate about it, okay? Let's get yeah. to the bottom of this, uh, you know, the two things that are diametrically opposed to one another, I mean, like, 98, 99, sometimes 100%, they cannot both be right. And right. so we would right. welcome, if you're a Democrat and you're curious and you want to learn more, you want to find out, okay, what are all these uh, black Republicans? It, you know, which I, I don't even like that term, uh, Dean, because it's, it's in our DNA as conservatives that, uh, you know, what St. Paul said and wrote that there's no black, no white, no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile, but all are of one blood. We we are the, we are the one blood party. That's but right. we That's have right. to speak to people in the language and, and, and at the level of understanding that they are. And so for that reason and that reason only uh, do I even mention, you know, that I have brown skin. Because other than that, what relevance does it have? Yeah, well, you know, my uh, my my mentor Bishop Wellington Boone used to say often, you know, we can be culturally conscious or ethnically conscious, but we're not ethnically controlled. We can see that there are differences. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can some of our cultural differences, but at the end of the day, as you stated from the word of God in the book of Acts, we are created from one blood. We are one people, the human race. And exactly. I believe exactly Going back to Frederick Douglass, he highlighted and emphasized that. He called America to stand up and to live up to its own foundational creed that we are one nation, you know, under God, mm-hmm. indivisible, mm-hmm. liberty and justice for all. That, that, that idea of e pluribus unum, uh, you know, from the many, one. Amen to that, brother. Final words. We have one minute left in the program. Final word, brother. Hey, man, I just want to encourage if people are interested to learn more about the great abolitionist Frederick Douglass, they can visit the website whoisfrederickdouglass.org, whoisfrederickdouglass.org to learn more about the great abolitionist who was a minister of the gospel. A lot of people don't remember that. And I'll state this just because it is his birthday. He did say that I am a black dyed in the wool Republican and would never be a part of any other party except the party of liberty and progress. So, Encourage people yeah. to learn more about the great Frederick Douglass uh, as we celebrate his birthday. Thank you so much, Craig, for the opportunity to be oh, on the program. I really, really appreciate it, and thank you for sharing with our audience. And thank you for all that you've done over the years. I've known you for many years, and you're just you're such a class guy. I really, and I thank God for you. 
And, uh, and, and with that, I have to say to our audience that my prayers are with you all, everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And I pray that the Lord would fill your life and your heart, your family with peace. God bless you out there, America. We're going to see you right here next week, folks. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia.